You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Well, kia ora, kia ora e tafano o ihu karaiti no mai hari mai ki Elam Christian Center. Mai tuoku manawa ki tua manawa na mihi mahana ki koto katoa. A very warm welcome from my heart to yours. Welcome to our 5pm online service. We are so, so pleased that you have chosen to be here online tonight. We've had an amazing day in church. I don't know if you managed to watch one of our morning services, but I encourage you if you missed it, tune in because my husband preached an amazing message. God is doing something amazing and it's my privilege to close out a series tonight that we have been in called Build. We've been looking at the book of Nehemiah about the life of Nehemiah. We've been looking at the need to build a foundation of prayer, that prayer needs to be our first response, not our last resort. And then we need to build a mentality of motion, which is talking to God, but it's also walking with Him in faith, in obedience. And my message tonight is all about building a bigger vision beyond, building a bigger vision beyond ourselves for the generations to come. You know, one of my favorite Kiwi artists is Stan Walker. Love me some Stan. I think he's got a phenomenal voice, an amazing story. And he released a single in 2020 called Bigger or Tour. And if you haven't had a chance to listen or watch that in Te Reo, I encourage you, it's beautiful. And there's a very cute kid at the end. I mean, come on, who doesn't love a very cute kid? But the heart behind his song is that we wouldn't stay small, that we would live big lives. In fact, we would dream big dreams, the wild dreams, the dreams that make us go crazy. Come on, that is the kind of life we are called to build, a bigger vision beyond. You know, I wanna read from a text this evening in Nehemiah chapter six. Uh, We've already seen that Nehemiah has faced a lot of opposition already. And in verse six, it says, there is continued opposition. So let's read together. I'm reading from the NLT version tonight. It says, Sanballat, Tobiah, Gershom the Arab, and the rest of our enemies found out that I had finished rebuilding the wall and that no gaps remained, though we had not yet seen Uh, the doors set up in the gate. So Sanballat and Gershom sent a message asking me to meet him at one of the villages in the plains of Ono. That sounds a bit ominous, doesn't it? But I realized that they were plotting to harm me. So I replied by sending this message. I am engaged in a great work. And so I can't come. Why should I come down and meet with you? Four times they sent this message and four times I gave the same reply. Would you pray with me tonight? Father God, I just thank you for these moments that we get to spend together in your presence. And I pray that you'd empty myself of me and you'd fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, the words that would go forth tonight would not return to you void. I pray, Father God, that there'd be a stirring in the hearts of listeners tonight to build, to labour, Father God, to build your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You know, have you ever taken on something that you just thought, gosh, (laughs) this is so much bigger than I thought I was capable of? You know, it reminds me when Mike and I moved and we were asked to go and pastor our campus in Whangarei. You know, we, like Nehemiah, had a real heart for the city. It's where we met, it's where we married, it's where we grew up. But if I'm honest, I would say that both Mike and I thought, I just don't think we've got what it takes. 
You know, following Stephen Bix would be any insecure pastor's nightmare. And what's worse is that I was seven and a half months pregnant. I was very depressed and I was terrified of meeting new people. And Mike, a week before we moved, snapped his Achilles playing indoor soccer. I know, I said to him, honey, do you think that's a really good idea? Like, what if you get injured? And he's like, babe, I won't get injured. Neck minute, I tell you, three minutes, three months, sorry, and a moon boot and a peg leg. I mean, we were a right looking couple, not a sign of human strength at all. And yet I think that's just what God wanted. He wanted us to come as we were. There was no faking it till we made it. And uh, we learnt so much through that season. We literally limped through that first six months, but God taught us so much. And today, seven years later, we get to build with some of the most phenomenal people in the church that I grew up in, in the campus that I spent my teenage years discovering my purpose in God. You know, Nehemiah, he also faced an impossible situation, rebuilding those city walls and gates. But you know, he faced opposition. I tell you, the surrounding nations, they probably had heard of Israel, of their strength, of the way God was powerful and had blessed them. And that Jerusalem was a powerful city. I think the last thing they would have wanted was for the Jewish people to become strong again. And yet Nehemiah, he carried some qualities within him that saw him press through the trials, the opposition, and with God's help, achieve something simply miraculous. Come on, those walls were rebuilt in 52 days. In fact, it reminds me of the verse that Beck shared, Ephesians 3.20. I wanna read it to you in the Passion Translation. It says, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. Your most unbelievable dream exceeds your wildest expectations. He will outdo them all for His miraculous power constantly energises you. I tell you, that was a verse written about Nehemiah. For sure, but I believe with all my heart and my hope is that it would be written one day about us it will be written about Elam Christian Centre. So I've got two thoughts tonight to help us build a bigger vision beyond. My first thought is that I believe we need to see bigger. We need to see bigger. You know, God has given our church a big vision, right? To be centres of hope, to reach, serve, and influence our communities. And we're only a few decades in. You know, we're not even close to done. And we wanna see our nation brought back to God and it starts in our cities. It starts in Whangare and Auckland or wherever God has placed you in this world. You know, when Sanballat and Tobiah came to Nehemiah, their desire was to bring him down. Their desire was to tear down any vision he had. But I love that Nehemiah saw something bigger. He saw something worth counting the cost for. And the enemy, he wants to do the same for you and I. He wants to take you off course. He wants to steer you away from God's purposes. But I am here tonight to say that we serve a big God. We serve a big God and greater is He that is within us than He that is within the world. And so how do we then, how do we see bigger? Well, I believe it's about perspective. I believe it's about perspective. You know, two men were laying bricks and an onlooker came along and said, what are you guys up to? And the first man, he just sighed and replied, I'm just laying some bricks. 
But the second man, he replied, I am building a cathedral for the glory of God. Come on, that is perspective right there. That is seeing bigger. You see, oh God is so big. And he sees beyond the planes of oh no, to the purposes that he is building and that he, want, he invites us to build with him. You know, I think it's so easy to get caught up in the challenges, the trials, the failure. Let's to be honest, it wears us down. But Nehemiah, he didn't focus on that. He saw a bigger picture of what God was doing. It's like I can almost hear him saying, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Is there anything greater than building the kingdom of God? Nehemiah 6.3, I'm engaged in a great work. Sorry, I cannot come down. Why should I stop working to come and meet with you? You know, I'm embarrassed to let you know. I don't know how many times I've said to my husband, Mike, I quit. I am done. Like I am done. (laughs) So done. But the trouble is that with our words is that sometimes they can be careless and they truly don't reflect what we really believe. And I know that God has told me to be a builder in His kingdom, to see a bigger vision beyond myself for the generations to come. This morning we met a young man called Dante. He was the worship leader of his row at the back. I tell you, I couldn't keep my eyes off him. He was so inspiring. He's nine, well actually no, he corrected me. He's nine and three quarters. It's very important to get this right. He loves music, he loves worship. He has a full scale drum kit in his room. I'm like, one day Dante, you're gonna be up there, buddy. You are gonna be leading us on the drums in worship. And I wanna encourage those young people tonight to hold on to the dream that God has given you. Would you be like David? Would you serve in the fields, looking after the sheep and, and crafting your craft, perfecting your craft because God wants to use you to build His kingdom. You know, Mike and I were praying this week for you, for whoever is online, this is for you. There's three groups of people I just really wanna encourage because I feel like you wanna quit. I feel like there's not a lot of hope left. Firstly, it's for those couples that are married. I wanna say tonight that your marriage is worth fighting for, that God wants for you to see a bigger marriage, a marriage that is big and strong, that is gonna provide shelter and protection for generations to come. So when the enemy comes and he brings temptation or the opportunity to take offence or a colleague at work to get your attention, you're gonna say, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I am building a big marriage. The second group of people that I wanna encourage is those in business tonight. I wanna encourage you, if you own your own business, if you are running a business, you see, would you see bigger than the fact that you're not just turning a profit? You're not just turning a profit, you are providing for employees. You are providing for generations to come. And you might feel the strain of this economic climate, but your response is gonna be, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? My business is building the kingdom of God. So keep leading, keep dreaming, keep building because I absolutely believe that you will get on the other side of the season and you will have a testimony to share of God's goodness and His faithfulness. And the last group of people I wanna encourage are those amazing teachers out there. Maybe there's some of you who are just like at the end of yourself, you really don't feel like you've got much more to give. I wanna encourage you to see the big kids, the big leaders that are hanging on your every word. You've got future leaders, future politicians, lawyers and doctors. 
come on, they're big lives and what you're doing is amazing and important and we honour you tonight. Maybe you're a little bit like me and you wouldn't say, look, I wouldn't say that I'm a visionary, but that's okay. I don't need to be a visionary. That's Pastor Steve's job. He's doing a pretty awesome job. That man is bursting with vision. But what Steve and Bex need, I believe, is a company of people to come alongside them, builders and laborers to build where God has called them. You know, Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send some more laborers. Amen. I love that Mike shared this morning. Then in chapter three, 25 times it says, and they built next to them, and they built next to him, and they built next to her. You are needed. You know, Nehemiah's leadership, I think, saw the walls rebuilt and the gates restored, but I think he could see bigger. He didn't just see the the walls restored, he saw the people restored. He didn't just see the walls restored, he saw the nation restored. He didn't just see the walls restored, he saw a city return to worship. You see, he saw it. He saw something bigger. Something like that hadn't been done for over a century. And yes, it would cost, and they would need to see bigger, and they would need to dream bigger, and they would need to work bigger. And differently, in Nehemiah chapter four, it says that the laborers, they labored with one hand, but in the other hand, they carried their weapons. Come on, look, I'm just inspired by these people. The builders built with weapons around their waist. I tell you, they saw a bigger picture, and when the trumpet blew, they were all coming to help one another. I tell you, they knew that their God would fight for them. You know, in 2019, my husband Mike had a dream. He has many dreams. Uh, His dream was to help kids, help kids discover their purpose, realise their identity so that they could change the world. He wanted to write a growth track set because there was nothing globally around like it. And uh, in typical Mike style, this was the dream. And I'm like, I've been married to this man for over 20 years. I've learnt now just to trust him, to trust what God is doing in his life. And so I just got on board. We sold our brand new home. We took out a mortgage that we were prepared to lose if it tanked. And he started the project of writing the series. Got a beautiful illustrator. You know, the first book was released and arrived in New Zealand the day before we went into our very first lockdown. And I'm going, that doesn't really sound good. Like for me, that doesn't sound good. But you know, our God is faithful. He, we sold out of that first run, that first print run within three months. He has now published all four books. They're beautiful. Such a reflection of his life's work. I think we've seen another 13,000 books just arrive in the country. We hear stories every week of kids that don't know Jesus, that are discovering how much God loves them and has a plan and purpose for their life. We've been able to give away over 5,000 books already. You see my amazing husband, He didn't just see this book series, he saw salvation. He saw a generation that would truly understand their purpose. You see, he could see a bigger vision beyond. So not only do we need to see bigger, but I believe secondly, we need to serve bigger. We need to be a people that serve bigger. And you might think, you know, what can I do? 
Like truly, in the last two weeks, is it just me or has the world gone crazy? Like everyone is sick, people have got COVID, we're living in a pandemic. What is happening in Ukraine? Oh my goodness, don't get me started. It's horrible. You know, people are isolated, they're hurting. But I wanna say this is the time for the church to rise up. This is the time for the church to shine brighter than we've ever shone before. And while everyone else is living in fear, this is our time, church, to live by faith, to walk by faith in the Son of God who loved us and who gave Himself for us. You know, some of you right now, you so have the capacity to serve bigger. You're like, let me at it. What small group can I help? What other campus needs my investment? Right now, God is speaking to you. Big dreams. I believe there's people right now that God is stirring that need to activate, that need to say yes to what He's asking you to do. And I'm believing that as you say yes, as you take those big steps, God is gonna open some big doors and He's gonna provide the people to build with you. But maybe you're just a little bit maybe more like me. And you're like, I just don't know if I've got too much more to give. And the word that might describe you is overwhelmed. I just feel overwhelmed. I can often feel like that, just overwhelmed with the need. But when I feel like that, I remember this amazing quote from Andy Stanley. It says, do for one what you would wish you could do for everyone. Do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. So for me, this is what it looks like. I send one text. I make one phone call. I Zoom one family. I cook one meal. I bake one cake. I offer one ride. I get a coffee and make sure I get one for myself because coffee is life. I, I make one donation. I give one eyebrow smile. Now at home, we call it the Northland Wave, okay? I've got really good at smiling with my eyebrows. You know, for me, serving bigger is actually starting smaller. Starting smaller, and I can do that. We can all do that. You know, Jesus told the story of the sheep and the goats and the servant that received his reward when he served the least of people, he was serving Jesus. It's like we get an audience with King Jesus every time we serve the least. You know, as the team would like to come, I just love that not only did Nehemiah see big, but he served big. In chapter five, he stops what he was doing and he sees to the needs of his community. He's amazing. He turns his attention to the social needs of his community, the injustice that he sees. He defends the oppressed. He's like, it's not okay for some of us to be doing amazing and for others of us to be struggling. In Nehemiah 5, the people, these big families, they're selling their children, they're having to mortgage their land, they are running out of money, selling vineyards and homes, being charged such high rates of interest. In Nehemiah 5, he actually says, this is not right. This is not right. He says, you need to restore what has been taken. You need to repay back these people. I'm like, come on, that's social change right there. You see, Nehemiah served bigger. You know, here in Whangarei, we've got connections with the Northland DHB and with the police. 
And I just love seeing our campus activate over the past couple of years. You know, in this season to make home-cooked meals, to take donations, to make up food parcels. Do you know how that started? One of our first year interns, three years ago, yes, that's you, Stephen Alexander, had a dream to feed families, had a dream to launch Lowe's and Fishers, and it is making such a difference. He had a dream to serve bigger. You know, imagine if, imagine if we could become a people who would see what God sees, who would have His perspective, who would serve bigger, who would build a vision beyond us for the generations that would follow us. You know, my nan, who's no longer with us, she would often say to me, Amy, there's one life, one life and it will soon be past, but it's only what's done for Christ that will last. You know, 35 years ago, my parents moved our family to Elam. I was seven years old when I walked through these doors here at Botany. They tell a story of going to see Pastor Luke in the early days because I don't think there was much of a kids ministry and like they had three kids. So they went to see him and in typical Pastor Luke fashion, he's like, great, what are you gonna do? How can you get involved? And you know, my parents, they said yes to the very first kids dream team. Come on, how amazing is that? That is serving big. You know, I don't know if they would have imagined that their little seven-year-old would marry an amazing guy called Mike. And that one day, 20 years later, we would come back here for a season and be the children's pastors here. I don't know if they would have seen that we would minister to hundreds of children, that we would write a curriculum that would go around this nation. I don't know if they would have ever seen that there would be an album launched and books launched and he has more. There are more. We can all serve bigger. Come on, we can start with the one. And I just wanna pray for you just before we finish because where you are and what you do is significant. You are needed. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. He has called you to make a difference right where you are. He has called you to be a builder and a labourer for the Kingdom of God. So Father God, I just wanna thank you. I thank you for my beautiful whanau right now. I thank you that you know them by name, that you've called them, that you've chosen them. Father God, that what they do is significant. And I pray that You would put a bigger vision in us, Lord. Lord, I pray that we would be a people in this, in this circumstance that would serve bigger. That Lord, we would do for one what we would hope we could do for everyone. Lord, I just pray that You would anoint the work of our hands. I thank You, Father God, that there is many builders of every age. Lord, labour is being released into the field for Your kingdom, for Your glory, for Your goodness. Amen, amen. You know, just as I close, I wanna share with you my favourite verse in Nehemiah. My favourite verse, it's Nehemiah 8, verse 10b. Don't forget the B, okay? It's important. It says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of knowing Jesus is your strength. And I wanna talk to the people tonight that maybe you say, Amy, I just don't have that personal relationship with God, but I want to. And I believe there's people listening right now that for the first time, God is stirring it in your heart to surrender your life to Jesus. Or maybe you once walked with Him 
this is your time, friend, to come back home. You know, God loves you so much. He has a plan and a purpose for you. But we all have this problem, it's called sin. You know, we're stuck in it. We're all, all of us have sinned and fallen short of God's glory and that sin separates us from God. But that's why Jesus came. That's why He came to be our Saviour. He was fully God and fully man and He walked this earth without sin. And He died on a cross for you and I. He took the punishment we deserved upon Himself to make us right with God. And three days later, He rose from the dead. I wanna give you an invitation tonight. If you wanna say yes to Jesus, here at Elam, three things will happen. Number one, your sins will be forgiven. You will receive a new life in Christ today and you will receive a hope for your future that is eternal. How good is that? It's the best decision you can ever make. And I wanna pray with you tonight. You can just follow along with me. You can pray in your heart. But I believe by faith that God will hear the prayer of your heart and He will save you from your sins. Come on church, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the Saviour of this world. And tonight I make you, Jesus, the Lord of my life. I believe you died for me to forgive my sin. And I believe you rose again to give me life. I receive this new life. Be my Lord and Saviour. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you pray that prayer tonight, it's the best decision. And we are so proud of you. So, so proud of you. Can I ask that you would do one more thing? One more brave thing. Because there is a button coming up on your screen that says, I raised my hand. If you said yes to Jesus, if you surrendered your life to Him, why don't you click that button right now? Why don't you click that? Because we'd love to get in contact with you. We'd love to make sure you have a Bible and help you in any way you can. Come on, why don't we celebrate church? Because there is at least one person that says has said yes to Jesus tonight. That is amazing. There is a party going on in heaven. And I tell you, if you prayed that prayer, why don't you click that button now? I raise my hand. Or why don't you tell someone in your watch party tonight that you made that decision? Fantastic. Thank you so much. Kia ora. Matiwa. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Centre podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancentre.org.nz